and welcome to another episode of General Nerd Sense, the podcast from Shieldwall Productions, where we talk about anything and everything generally nerdy. And on this episode, we have myself, John. And Jacob. Now, dear listeners, in this particular series, we've been pretty going pretty heavy on the overall tabletop role-playing, Dungeons & Dragons, Pathfinder, that sort of thing. Um, so if you're expecting that out of this episode, we've got some bad news, everyone. It's not quite that. We just didn't really know where else to put this. But we're going to solve some of the uh, problems that the Imperium of Man in Warhammer 40,000 has in the most ridiculous ways possible, but that are also technically feasible. Yeah. Or technically possible. I mean, not, we... not feasible, but possible. So real quick, everyone, go ahead and take off your thinking caps. Put on some tinfoil. It's about to get silly. Um... We will do our best to kind of explain the lore behind some of this for those of you unfamiliar. Yeah. I feel like most of our listener base is at least vaguely familiar with how 40k works at this yeah. point. But, well, you know, we'll keep everyone up to speed. More or less, we were doing a little bit of Obscura, and we came up with some problems to solve the Imperium's problems. Yes. Right. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, we're gonna, we will dial the overall timeline of 40k back to prior to the fall of Cadia by a good chunk of years, back when Cadia was first being fortified, right? Yeah. Cadia, for those of you who aren't aware, is the one planet that stands at basically the door of the Eye of Terror that keeps all of the big nasties of chaos at bay. Basically, it's a giant portal to Hal in space. And Cadia is the fortress world guarding the en- ex- only entry and exit, the, ma- the biggest uh, entry and exit thereof. So I was thinking, like, you know, Cadia, it's this massive, you know, fortress world. Fortress world, and... What if you just covered it with missile silos? Missile silos across the whole, literally across the globe. Yeah. Um, not like you know every square kilometer, it, you know inch or whatever, but you know enough to engage in a, the planetary scale rolling bombardment with the rotation of the planet, right? Yeah. So every. So the warp is where there are no rules. Everything is complete and utter chaos. It is the realm of chaos. Everything is madness. Nothing makes sense. There are up is down, left is right, all that sort of thing. Like physics is a joke. Physics is adorable. In yeah. The warp. Everything like. The warp laughs in the face of everything that makes sense. However, the Imperium, being the Imperium, being 40K, has figured out how to take small chunks of this and weaponize it. And yeah. stick it on the tips of missiles. Because humans are fucking great at weaponizing... Humanity, things. fuck yeah. Yeah. So, they they have these things that are called vortex missiles. And more or less, what it does is it creates a small portal to the warp... In real space, wherever that missile lands. Yeah. and It is used as a last resort weapon. Yeah. It is the... 41st millennium's equivalent of a nuke because you can't because of the amount of collateral damage when it la- when it goes off it you it's can- there yeah there's no, and it will ha- it has a tendency to kind of just drift around at random no control whatsoever you use it as a last resort when the collateral damage is whatever and then what the portal does is it sucks things and and throws them into random parts of the warp so yes, it says it destroys those things but Technically, yeah, because whatever gets sucked into the warp without any sort of protection from the warp is is 100% Dunyan rings. But! But. So we put all these missile silos on Cadium. Yeah. And have them them tuned to be firing a rolling bombardment literally year-round with the rotation of the planet. 25 hours a day, 8 days a week, 370 days a year. With these vortex batteries firing directly into the warp via the Eye of Terror. Firing warp stuff into the warp. So, and it creates this paradox, because now these missiles are going to the warp, they're detonating in the warp. Opening up more warp. Or, yeah, so you're putting warp into the warp, 
to put more things into the warp so it sucks into the warp, but you already have the warp, so it's in the warp, and now you're in the warp. It's this whirling mass- the warp is already this roiling mass of raw chaos and emotion, just utter- just lawlessness. Let's introduce a little anarchy. Yeah, because you've had an equilibrium in the warp, where right. where things have actually started to form and, you know, take take root. But now you're just fucking everything up. The running joke with the warp is there are no rules in the warp, there are no rules in the realm of chaos, except that's not really true because there are four different sub-realms of chaos with the four different chaos gods, all of which have their kind of their own little subsect of like rules that aren't technically rules but are also kind of ours. Like, that's bullshit, that's a cop-out. Let's actually make the realm of chaos chaotic. And and for those familiar... Fight fire with fire. Yeah, and it... And it's, it's really just sucking things in the warp into it and then, then splintering it off into a thousand pieces into the warp. Yes. So if you start firing those missiles year-round, you know, constantly into the warp, you're, you, you might very well just break the fucking warp. <laughs> yeah. Granted, you can't really do, like, faster than light travel with, like, warp drives and stuff now because every time you go into the warp, you're... <laughs> Getting kind of fucked. Right, like... <laughs> but every time you go into the warp, you're, you're basically sailing into an active art, uh, artillery range. Yeah, and, you know, if your ship touches any of those fucking Vortex missiles, it's toast. Fucked. It's toast. Those Void Shields and Geller Shields are adorable. Yeah. So, on one hand, you've kind of destroyed your... Faster one, than... Your... Faster than light travel. Yes, sort of. Sort of. I mean, unless... You can just find a different way of faster than light travel rather than going straight through hell. I mean... Already an inefficient process in, in and of itself. Yeah. Not super safe. The Eldars do have their gates or whatever. Right, and they're not really using them as much as they used to because they're a dying race and the Imperial yeah. Man is superior. So, we can so if they're not going to use them, we'll take them off their hands. Yeah. Put them to good use. So you've kind of solved a lot of problems because now anything in the warp has to either, like get destroyed or you know try to figure out the warp is too busy with itself at that point because <laughs> the warp is already you know it got some things going on but it it gets its shit together enough to incur onto real space you fire enough warp enough vortex missiles into the warp and the warp is too busy dealing with itself to get its shit together ever again and even if the bombs don't go off like in the center of the warp and just kind of like explode near the eye of terror You've pretty much closed off the exit, because now whatever goes- There's no safe route out. Yeah. Like, yes, all the Chaos and Traitor Marines live in the warp, but they still need a route via real space out to get these massive flotillas out. And going through real space, the only real space exit from the IF Terror is kind of their go-to. For a number of reasons, you know, strategic, whatever, you gotta get the I the Kadia- your Cadian Gate down so you can secure your back flanks and all that sort of thing, your rear guard, blah, blah, blah. But also, still the safest even for them. Yeah. The warp doesn't care that they live there. They they moved in. They didn't originate there. Yeah, they're, they're kind of like a parasite that's just kind of started to grow. It's tolerated because it does amusing things for the warp every now and then and the yeah. Chaos Gods every now and then. And, it, and the Chaos Gods like these new parasites because they, they, they bring them pretty treats. But they're not going to help them along any more than they necessarily do, especially at least in the terms of travel. Yeah, and I mean that's the thing too. Like vortex missiles, they can be mass produced. Mm -hmm. so, I can give you great prowess in battle, or I can be your travel agent. Pick one. Yeah. Well, I guess I'll pick the great prowess in battle. Good choice. <laughs> oh my god! Like it just—it would create so utter, much utter anarchy. Yeah, because you're also creating paradoxes in the war. <laughs> 
Which, I mean, if, if we want to go back into some of the rogue traitor lore, the Chaos God of Atheism is probably going to come out to emerge. Like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> uh, the God of Paradoxes. Right. You, you've destroyed the four Chaos Gods, but you've now created a Chaos God of Paradox. And he's kind of just good being on his, his own because... He's loving every second. He's like, I don't need worshippers. This is... <laughs> this is a magnificent... This... Well, this is just perfect. And This isn't hell. This is paradise. And if Zinch gets sucked up in there, he knows where every part of him is. But, but he can't really do anything about it. But the thing upon that as well is he has so many pieces. Like, I'm, I'm going to akin it to, like, a supercomputer. Like, yeah, a supercomputer can kind of calculate everything. But you start, like, you throw a fork bomb on there. And fork bomb is, like, every time you open a program, it opens two more of those programs. Right. So you do that to the Chaos God of Zinch, and eventually... It's, it's going to bog down the system. Yeah, it's, it's just going to stop working. Right. That was a programming joke. Yeah. Well played. Exactly. That's probably going to be the smartest moment on the podcast, listeners. <laughs> and we're only uh, nine minutes in. Okay. So my next theory is a little bit similar. It's all dumb hill from here. So, the, the warp, uh, you know, the Eye of Terror has a size. Like, an astronomic size. It has an infinite size on the inside, however, it has borders. Exactly. In real space, it obviously has some conventional borders. In terms of the Eye of Terror and the Maelstrom, where it kind of bleeds into real space. Those have uh, galactic borders, where like, they have a limit where they can reach out and where the area of effect they've got. So, what if... So, my next idea is is a rock slide you know if you if you have if you have like a little like door on a mountain and things are coming in and out what do you do you collapse the mountain on it so what if you just took a fuck ton of planetary bodies and just shot them at the warp like you just put engines on them and just maneuvered them so they all come crashing into the like eye of terror and just kind of clog it up they don't have to kind of connect with each other rather than being fired directly in because again the eye of terror and the warp have infinite space on the inside like, yeah there is no maximum capacity i mean you'd have to like aim them at each other from different directions around those borders and that would get a little complicated in a 3d environment like space but, but given that it's, it's the imperium it, they could do it yeah and i mean it, it's just <laughs> humanity fuck yeah, yeah. It, it, it's just a lot of math so what you'd probably do is you'd have them kind of start rocketing towards each other get into a clump, and then you rocket the entire clump at the Eye of Terror. Worst right, so case, they all, you know, all impact the exact same time. Maybe not firing into, but form a shell around these yeah. rifts in the real space that are just... And I mean, with gravity, that's possible. You know, all the planets would draw in upon each other and kind of revolve around the warp. Not even, you wouldn't necessarily need all planets, just like large astral bodies, like large meteors and comets and like that, because... There's a pl there's plenty of them around. Yeah. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Rocks aren't free, but this is a one-time investment to solve a problem that's been our that's been going on for millennia. I mean, worst case scenario, right? They all get sucked into the warp, and now the warp has to deal with astronomical bodies moving at ridiculous speeds. Yeah, that Zinchi maze is cool, but when a fucking planet smashes into it, it's gonna be pretty easy to solve because you just walk over the rubble. <laughs> I mean, like, it's probably one of those, like, weird, like, 3D mazes where, like, it's, like, not a, like, physical thing where, like, you navigate it, but you just don't navigate it. Like, it's not a maze as we know it, but you throw enough 
asteroids and planetary bodies at it, and it goes from a mage to a dodgeball park. <laughs> On a galactic scale. And I mean, granted, now... Sure, Zinch has lots of different threads and plans, because, you know, all of these different spider webbing ploys and plots or whatever. Have fun keeping track of that many planetary bodies, Zinch. In addition to all your other schemes, one of them's gonna slip through the cracks, and boy, it's gonna hurt. Uh, that's... See... At that point, it's not how fast it's moving, it's how much kinetic energy it has. Kind of, yeah. Because, I mean, kinetic energy is one-half mass times acceleration squared, but you get enough mass in there, right. that's a fuck-ton of kinetic energy. Right. I mean, if, we turn, if we talk about this in terms of, like, um, real-world ballistics, if I'm not entirely mistaken, the 50-caliber round doesn't have a, per, have a particularly high velocity. No, but it has a lot of it's mass. It's big. It is yeah. a big round. There, there's a story from World War II where they brought out these old cannons from the 1877 Russo-Turkish War. Yeah. Because they didn't have enough anti-tank cannons. And Literally, yeah. Like, they, they had wood-spoked wheels. They were old as shit. They fired, they fired them. like pirate cannonballs. Yeah, they fired them. With, they had to aim them with the breech open mm. because they had no iron sights or anything on them. Right, you're aiming with the barrel, looking through the barrel. But the shells themselves were heavy enough that near hits would flip German tanks over and direct hits would rip the turret off and throw it 10, like 30 to 45 feet away. That's amazing. The, the German now, now scale that up to, yeah, astronomical scale, astronomical level. You do that with asteroid meteor and small planetoids, moons. Yeah. Like, see, I kind of got this idea because I, I, I used to play this game called Planetary Annihilation, which the whole point is you're a bunch of robots and the end of the game, you either try to, like, throw a planet into another player's planet mm. or, you know, fire enough nukes at it. And I'm like, you know, if you just fire enough rocks into the warp, it, it, it might, you know, it, it might not destroy it, but it's going to make it kind of it's miserable. It's going to make life even more difficult than it already is. Because uh... it's one thing for us in real, in real life to kind of keep track of all the different asteroids and large flying things flying through space around Earth that might just completely obliterate us. Yeah. And that's when everything kind of obeys the laws of physics and trajectory and all this thing. Now throw that into the warp where, like, it could be going what is perceived as straight one second and then make a hard left the next because the warp is just... The warp. Is the warp. Because you do this as a follow-up to the Vortex Missile Barrage. or yeah. in, Or in conjunction with just... To add the extra level of utter havoc. Yeah. Now, no. let's shift this over to a different kind of solution here, because while we're in the warp, <laughs> yeah, it's a big place. There's room for there's room for presumably everyone in there, um, and everything. Tyranids have been kind of a problem for the Imperium for quite some time. Space bugs, think starship troopers. <laughs> they eat everything. They like eating everything. They one of the it is conjectured that they're uh, they are attracted to psychic beacons. The Astronomicon, the Holy Light of Terra, the Emperor himself, being kind of like a cosmic bug light to them. Yeah. It is since dimmed for a lot of different plot reasons, or for one particular different for one particular plot reason, because Roby Dillon may or may not have just straight killed the Emperor. Heresy. We don't know. Yeah. All we know is the Astronomicon is way dimmer. But it's not necessarily... Because there's also a, different, a lot of different smaller warp beacons that they place around the galaxy to help navigators navigate the warp. Yeah. Smaller lighthouses, basically. Now let's make a real big fuck huge one of those and fire it into the Eye of Terror 
and have it pass by as many Tyranid Hive fleets as it possibly can. So they're just like, ooh, like Molotov yeah. Molotov and follow that into the warp. Because Tyranids are super resilient, super adaptable. They eat everything. As long as they can keep eating stuff and gain any sort of foothold, they will adapt and overcome anything. What worked against them once will never work again. You Now you've just... <laughs> in addition to adding more warp to the warp, throwing rocks at the warp, the warp now has a pest problem. Now, the only problem I see with that is if, if, if it fails, you now have Chaos Tyranids. It won't fail, though, because Tyranids are just that adaptable. Like, it will work precisely once. They will re reconstitute their numbers and then make light work of whatever worked against them the first yeah. time. I mean, especially if they go into Nurgle, now you have... <laughs> fucking... Yeah, Tyranids that are already kind of a pain in the ass to kill, now extremely difficult, because they're absorbing all the Nurgle material that makes them extra resilient to... Everything. Yeah, everything, really. Dear God, plague Tyranids. Yeah, Papa Nurgle, lord of all pestilence and decay, has a bug problem. And it wasn't just the flies and maggots. The poetry is amazing on that one. It's a rather situational irony. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, my next idea is, you know, we, we had the planet idea, right? Right. Now, if the planets, you know, for whatever reason, don't clog up the warp, what if you just the build... The planets don't align. Da -dum -bum -ba -dum -bum. So, what if you just create a fuck-huge warp portal around the Eye of Terror. So whatever comes out of the Eye of Terror goes back into the warp. <laughs> it's like, okay, guys, time for the, you know, 18... Here we go, here we go, here we go. And they go charging out like, what? Wait, this looks what? the we, same. We, this is where we started. Yeah, like, we're at the back of the fleet now. What the heck? Guys, I think we're in a loop. <laughs> that, that alone would be fucking hilarious. Like, it wouldn't stop all chaos. It would really stem the flow a little bit, though. Yeah. If it, if it you know... God, it had to be a fuck huge warp portal, and it could very easily backfire. Because the thing is, Jacob, portals work. I don't know if it's like a one-sided sort of dealio. I mean, you could just create like a sphere of warp portals. I, but again, like I don't know if it necessarily points just one direction. Yeah, like a sphere around. Like, how to say? It? Like, it's not a. Like, this face, this side towards enemy sort of thing? Yeah, no, I know. But, like, if you create, like, it's it's like a sphere of mirrors around. Right, but what I'm saying is that you can't necessarily, I don't think you can close off one side and have it just be pointing one way. Like, I think it's just kind of, you can fly through either side. But that's the idea, is you create warp portals 360 degrees around the entire thing. How to say? Yeah, you can fly into the side that's facing the Eye of Terror, but if they just pick a different direction, they might end up flying out the other side of the warp portal that's, that's from the one that's facing the Eye of Terror, the opposite side of the warp portal, because it, it's open on both sides. Oh, gotcha. So if they fly through one warp portal, they might fly through another one out of the Eye of Terror, but it's just in a different direction. It basically make keeping track of where the fuck they're going a little, a lot more difficult. Yeah. Than it necessarily needs to be. You could also just put detonate vortex missiles or like maybe another 10 kilometers around so anything that comes out of it it just gets shredded but then again it might start drifting and then you've got a just random chunk of warp floating through space fire another one <clears throat> just keep the gap closed <laughs> it's I still better than the alternative maybe i don't know it, 
I'm not sure. I think it would be more of a lateral move. It wouldn't necessarily be better, but it definitely wouldn't be worse. <laughs> what happens if two Vortex missiles... It would just be a different kind of suck. <laughs> what happens if two Vortex missiles hit each other? Um, Presumably be a bigger warp vortex? Maybe. I, I'm not a tech priest, Jacob. Yeah. Technically, you're the tech priest of S.H.I.E.L.D. Well, why don't you know the answer to this question? No, I'm part of the Inquisition. We don't know really how it works. We just kind of eye, eyeball it. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna eyeball it on these vortex missiles, man. Uh, that, that's like the Rick and Morty quote with the neutrino bombs. <laughs> I was kind of eyeballing on neutrino bombs here. Uh, you had another idea as far as... Yeah. No, we've, we've dealt with the warp. The warp is too busy with itself to really be much of a threat ever again. Well, you know, the Imperium wants to deal with small incursions here and there, but it won't really ever rise to the same level of threat that it was because it's just literally too busy tearing itself apart. Yeah. Now let's clean up the Imperium. Okay, yeah. So this one is fucking great. You know, the Imperium and Hive Cities have a lot of people. What yes. do people make? A lot of fucking trash. The worlds are kind of trashy. So here's what you do. You open a small little warp portal at the bottom of, you know, these mountains of trash piles and, and just start dumping fucking trash into the into the warp. The problem is, again, these warp portals work both ways. And the other you way is straight into ground. As they can crawl up out of the warp portal. But there's a mountain of trash pushing it back down. They can crawl up out of it. Like Put more trash. I understand where you're going with this, but like this is the one that's not going to work. It, it could. Like, maybe maybe not just trash, but for, like, rock quarries and stuff, they dump a lot of spare rock. Plus, you can always... Again, warp and will just climb out of the hole and burrow out eventually. Or you can close off the warp portal. You can, you can just... just Open it when needed. Yeah, just like as a little door. Or a, ring, a sanctified ring of holy imperial stuff around to keep stuff from crawling out. Dump what you need to dump into it and then close it back off Yeah, again. like close it for a couple hours. Uh, open it oh, for yeah, a couple yeah. hours a day. Yeah. Dump a shit ton of trash into it. Close it off. Oh, yeah, garbage chute? Yeah. Wait. Because, That's... and if you start dumping, like the whole idea is if you dump enough trash into the warp, you're making the Imperium cleaner and the warp trashier. Like, the only purpose of this is it's really just solving two problems with one stone. Who cares about the fucking warp? We'll just dump a bunch of fucking trash and shit in there. <laughs> and then we're good. So uh, the warp's got a warp problem, a rock problem, a pest control problem, and now a pollution problem. <laughs> like, at, at some point, the warp's just gonna be like this... I mean, it's shitty right a now. A giant white flag's gonna come out of the warp just... Stop dumping trash. We surrender. And then you dump more trash. <laughs> Just keep dumping trash. Because at that point, if the warp's surrendering, nothing's going to stop you. Single-handedly, you can win the war just by dumping all of the Imperium's garbage. A different kind of weaponized pollution. I, I Actually, I'm not sure if it's definitely necessarily a different kind. It's just weaponized pollution. Yeah. Unintentional kind of weapon. I don't know. And I mean, you know, the warp doesn't have a whole lot of, like, rules, but if it's filled with trash... Again, it's an infinite space, Jacob. Like, it's not gonna... F you're not gonna fill it to the brim with trash. But you can put a quite a bit of trash in there. Again, it's literally got infinite storage space here. Yeah, so we no longer have a trash problem in the Imperium. 
Okay, all right. I'll... Alternatively, you could start firing vortex missiles at a sun. I feel like there's a number of reasons why this is a bad idea. For one, you've now got an exploding sun powered by warp energy. Things are going to get demon splattery real quick in just the general vicinity. Or shoot a warp portal at the sun. Suck again, the sun into itself. Again, now you've got a warp portal powered by the exploding energy of a sun. But that's so there's going all these the warp. All these... Again, no, because that's not how it works, Jacob. It's radial. It's radial. But if you create... It's not like... It's not like Portal. It's not like Portal from Valve. Like, it just goes in one way and that's it. Like, it's radial. It's a 3D space. It's not a... You're not firing this portal at a fucking wall in space. I know you can't build a giant wall in space to put a portal on. That's not how it works because it's still radial. It's a 3D environment. I'm not letting you have this one. I've let you have all the other ones. I'm not letting you have this one. It's not how it works. And for those of you listeners wondering when we got so dumb, well, we've always been this way. We've just been smart for too long. We need to, we need we need to, vent. to vent. We need to vent some pressure. It's been getting... We're not used to being thoughtful for this long. It's getting weird! No. I So, Battlefleet Gothic shows this. Because when ships open up a portal into the warp, yes. it, it, like, on one side, it looks completely empty. But on the other side, it looks like a tear in, like, fabric. So, like, you... If you had, like, a sheet of fabric taut and then just cut a hole in it... Just because of the warp drives. You're talking about a warp vortex missile where it's an explosion, which is in a 3D environment, so it's radial. So you put a big enough warp drive on a rocket and then shoot it and have it detonate, like, right behind the sun to suck it in. I mean... I don't really know what all that would do. There's plenty of dead, uh, plenty of suns in the warp anyway. It just adds one more. Like, cool, you've lit up the place a bit more. Could also fire an iron rod into the sun to make it go supernova. <laughs> Again, I don't really know how much that would actually do to the warp as a whole. True. I think the trash is better. Yeah. It's a f- dump enough trash in, into the warp. and I mean, it's, it's not going to completely solve the problem. It's just going to make it shitty to live in the warp. Shittier. It's not so much that, because, again, Infinite Space, they'll just shunt it to wherever they need to shunt it. But that's a lot of trash. Infinite Space, Jacob. Infinite Space with literal cosmic deities there are who more... can do what the fuck they want. There are like more that. guardsmen than atoms in the universe. That's not necessarily true at all, actually. <laughs> do you not remember? There was a post about that where, like... Yes, <laughs> where, where someone typed a little bit, a few too many zeros to the local planet, in the local system garrison. To where, like, yeah, there are guardsmen on this world. Like, they literally inhabit every molecule of space just on one planet. That planet doesn't orbit the sun. It marches around it on patrol. <laughs> uh... Now, this this brings a better question. If there's an, a near uncountable... This is a, relative, this is a relative statement, but go on. So, if there's a near uncountable... Well, there's an uncountable amount of guardsmen. You can't count how many there are at any one time. Why Did don't we have our... grains of sand there on the beach, Jacob? Why don't we have our own crusade into the warp? There's a number of lore reasons why this would not go well. For one, it's the warp. For one, it's the warp. Anytime... No, no, no this is actually a good point. So... So, yeah. we'll devil into the Lord has a little bit here. Um, I forget, I totally forget their name, but the most recent, like, the basically, world leaders Mark II 
angrier Boogaloo. Started out as a loyalist chapter that did some kind of like eh things that the Imperium's like, we're not a fan of that. Go on a penitent crusade into the Eye of Terror. And they're like, okay, we are in this. We'll do as much damage in the Eye of Terror as we can. They sent a whole Space Marine chapter in there. Came back out a little while later. Mad as fuck. <laughs> Mad as fuck. And it's been a scourge on the Imperium ever since. And now you want to send an uncountable amount of guardsmen. Cool, you've just given the warp more meat shields. But if you put them on ships with Geller fields... Again, you've just given the warp more meat shields. They cannot land on demon wolves because they're no, squishy guardsmen. Not, not land. What are you doing? Cyclonic torpedoes. What do you need all the guardsmen for? Strap them to the hull for extra armor. That's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. You just need the ships. Again, if we've got the missile battery of Cadia, just swap out the Vortex missiles for Cyclonic ones every other volley. Ooh, alternate it. One silo. Yeah. Grid pattern it. Yeah. You don't need to send ships, valuable ships that are hella more hard to make resource in terms of logistical resources than missiles. It's easier to make these missiles than it is to make an entire fucking battleship to go in and fire the dumb things. I mean, at the same time... I'm not wrong, Jacob. I mean, at the same time, if you're making precision strikes with cyclonic torpedoes and vortex missiles... Precision strikes in the warp. Precision. The warp. Pick one, Jacob. Both. N not how this works. How do you know? The warp... <laughs> it might not... There's you know. nothing precise at all about the warp, Jacob. So, some... not, Especially not now that we've added all of our solutions to it. We've made it the most imprecise thing we possibly can by firing more of itself into it. You heard me. <laughs> yeah? You, you want to fire Cyclonic Tawiros? Just do it the same way you're firing the Vortex missile batteries in. Fair enough. Completely at random, it'll hit something. Yeah. Eventually. Eventually. If you put enough in there. Yeah. Saturate the area. Sure, it's infinite space, but, like, there's plenty of space to go around. There's plenty of stuff floating around, and it'll peg something. Especially with... <laughs> it'll ruin something's day. Especially with all the tracks and uh, uh, trash and rubble we've thrown in there, too. <laughs> like, you're just having trash impact random cyclonic torpedoes that are going off. Yeah, sit and alter the trajectory. It bumps into it. Yeah, I'll be great. Uh, it, it just raises... Or What about taking a garrison of guardsmen on a planet covered in Geller fields? No. And putting it in the warp? No, that's not how this works. You have enough Geller fields or enough blanks. Still no. Not how it works. Jacob, that, even one of those... like. If one of those Geller Fields flickers for a second, all, that's all it takes is literally in the heart of the warp where all the demonic entities are at their absolute strongest. All it takes is one getting just one chance to break the defenses, and that's that. And then you blow it up. Achieving what? More rocks. <laughs> I guess those... Yeah, no. I, I can't let you have that one either. Okay. Okay, so my, my next idea <clears throat> is you reveal... The extent of chaos to the Imperium of Man, but you teach it 100% incorrectly. Huh? So, for example, you release, you, you know, you, you, tell, you tell about the chaos gods, except right. they're all Care Bears. <laughs> and you get enough people believing it. Okay. All the chaos gods are Care Bears. Or you, you just say there's only one oh, chaos god. Oh, I see what you're doing. Okay. Or, you know, you say there's there's only three Chaos Gods. We're positive there's only three. <clears throat> and none of them are named Zinch. Yeah, none of them are named Zinch. 
And that's see? a lot of problems that just disappear very quickly because the way that the chaos gods work is that they're all kind of manifestations of, he of raw human emotion. That's kind of what the warp is, just manifestation yeah. of raw human emotion, roiling cauldron thereof, that has been going for f f f fucking ever. Yeah. Um, so you're getting a people believing in a thing or feeling a certain way. You can, I guess, technically sort of influence them. I don't know if you can make the chaos gods wink out of existence, unless you're orcs. Yeah, because you need psychic ability to kind of really affect the chaos gods, but you could definitely alter their form. And they, man, Corn would be mad. <laughs> Holy shit! Could could you imagine Corn with just a giant skull symbol as his Care Bear, this fucking symbol on his belly? Yes, and I want that plushie now. Give it to me. But you know, if you I would get, cuddle that to sleep every single night. If you teach in every Imperium school, no, fuck the plushie. Give me those footy pajamas. God damn it. If you teach in every Imperium school to everyone in the Imperium, like mass PSAs, that there are only three Chaos Gods and Zeech isn't one of them. I'm going to backpedal real quick on the PSA. No, mass indoctrination. This is still yes. the Imperium we're talking about here. Yeah. This isn't a public service announcement. This is you think this or you die. Yeah. And now you get rid of Zeech, which on its own solves you know he never so many problems. He saw and planned for a lot of things. I guarantee you that was not one of them. <laughs> It's like, wait, no, you can't do that. It's against the rules. Or you also teach that all the chaos gods absolutely hate each other, and there's they so do, Jacob. They do, but no, they no, 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 no. The chaos gods fucking hate each other. Yes, but they can't. They can't be bothered to fight the Imperium because they're always fighting each other. It it is literally both at the same time, Jacob. They are equal parts fighting each other as they are the Imperium because they've got infinite manpower just at their disposal. They'll sometimes shift and form temporary alliances based on whoever they want to fuck over the most. Mm -hmm. But they always break down pretty quickly because they hate each other. They're all vying for supremacy, but like infinite manpower, there is no attrition when the manpower is just infinite. Sorry, demon power. Demon power is infinite. Like They already hate each other, Jacob. They're already busy fighting each other. The thing is they've got the manpower to spread out that fighting to the Imperium as well. They're great yeah. multitaskers. Especially Zinch. So, I mean, if you're getting rid of Zinch, so back on back <laughs> on topic. So get rid of Zinch, so the multitasking ability is gone. Now you've got three things, that, three different gods vying for supremacy. Sure, sure, sure. And now they can't track all the space garbage, <laughs> space, you know, torpedoes, fucking space vortex missiles. You yep. you seriously crippled them because for one, now they can't like be like I, I know where the <laughs> because the initial solutions already severely crippled them. Now we're just torturing them. I mean, they deserve it, but... Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and even if you don't completely get rid of Zinch, you've se severely limited his power. Because now everyone in the Imperium knows in their heart that there are only three Chaos Gods. <laughs> or if you still want to keep the four Chaos Gods, because they, they might have heard there were four. There are four major ones, yeah, uh, Jacob. There are plenty more than four. Yeah. They're just very minor. They I don't mean, have a whole lot of sway in it. Chaos God of Atheism. He's my favorite. I, I don't know if that's canon or not. It is. It really? They haven't removed it since Rogue Trader. Fair enough. Chaos God of Atheism, he's the byproduct of the Imperial Truth. Where... Yeah, actually, no, yeah, that's a good point. Because the whole, during the Great Crusade Emperor, like, secular Imperium, there are there is no religion, there are no gods. Yeah. At all. And in doing so, created a god. Who is just a walking paradox. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what I stand for. He, 
I'd like to imagine him as just a very, very smug, <laughs> like, bastard who just walks around like, so, I'm the chaos god of atheism. Yeah. I don't believe in myself, but I exist. Do something about it. <laughs> he, he must have really pissed off Zinch. Just like, yeah, I guess. Um, a walking, talking paradox. Then there's, no, you want to talk paradoxes, the chaos god of order. Yeah. That's a thing. Let's bring him back into the fold. Like, let's teach all the denizens of the Imperium. Yes, there is, there, there is chaos. There's only one chaos god, and the chaos god of order. Suddenly, the warp, perfectly calm. Perfectly calm. Besides all the space trash. I said calm, not clean. Perfectly calm, organized. All the trash has its place. It's sorted garbage. Sorted into you know metals, plastics, biodegradables, bodies. Radioactive Biohazards Unexploded ordnance Exploded ordnance There's no unexploded ordnance It'll explode eventually (laughs) If the the Imperium half-asses a lot of things It's not ordnance So you teach the entire Imperium That there's only one chaos god of order And he's the one sorting all the garbage (laughs) That, That is his sole purpose Is to sort the garbage And to keep things order yeah, a cosmic waste management facility behind space. And now you can also fly through the warp again. Yes, actually. <laughs> Strangely enough, we've now made warp travel infinitely safer because we've... <laughs> the Imperium has reprogrammed it with mass indoctrination. Now, Emperor is sitting up on his golden throne, presumably watching all this from afar... Seeing as he is immortal, technically, and there's in his psychic essence and being, all all his thinky bits are still up there. It's just he's kind of a corpse and a rotting skeleton, but all his thinky bits are still up there, preserved a lot. So he's seeing all this happen. He's just like, I was super not on board with everything that was happening for the past ten thousand years, but this is fucking delightful. <laughs> just smoking a cigar. Being no, he, like, no, he can't move, Jacob. He's he's thinking. He's he can, imagining it. He's the strongest psyker in the universe. He can think himself smoking a cigar. He can think himself smoking a cigar, but he can't actually do it, Jacob. But if he thinks it hard enough, it could be. No, that's not how this works. I can't, I can't give you that one. That's not how it works. Uh, I mean, for one... He's the, most, he's the most powerful human psyker in the universe who hasn't been able to scratch his nose for the past 10,000 years. Not to mention, so if you can't get... You know, it's just not enough psychic energy to believe, you know, all the humans. You just start loudspeakering it to the orcs. Orc and Mork. Common knowledge, sure. The orcs just like, this is what the humans believe, so that must be a thing. Yeah. We don't understand the warp any more than they do, but they seem to have it, you know, we don't understand the warp or chaos very much, but they seem to have it nailed down, so we'll just follow their lead because they, they're brainy boys. We, all right. That and, and he, that's not necessarily organizing orcs so much as it is like strange weirdly weirdly we are educating orcs and weaponizing that we are weaponizing education I like this. <laughs> not to mention you could also treat it like Pavlov's dogs. <laughs> so Pavlov's dogs for all those viewers out there who don't know Pavlov got it might ring a bell. <laughs> so he would ring a bell and every time you'd ring a bell he'd give dogs treats. So eventually he could ring the bell and they'd salivate 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 with you know. In anticipation of the treat. Exactly. Whether or not they actually got one, because they so, hear bell, they think tr- they are conditioned to learn treat. So what you do is you fight the orcs, but before every battle, you loudspeaker that there's only one chaos god, and he's the chaos god of organizing, 
the the warp, and then you fight him. Oh, you've just pissed the orcs off even more. Good job. But no, you fight him. You, you, you've pissed them off for a couple of reasons, Jacob. A, there is a chaos god of order out there who is just organizing everything. That is the antithesis of the orc way. And B, you've just educated them against their will. Yes. But now every time you fight them, they love fighting. That's what orcs do. Right. So they associate thinking that there's only the chaos god of order before every fight. Okay. So now, when when they really want to fight, they're going to be thinking there's only the chaos god of order. <laughs> Okay. So you've now just turned orcs into weaponized education and Pavlov's dogs. Pavlov's orcs. <sighs> Commissar Pavlov. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I'll give you that one. I'll allow it. You've backed that up with enough theoretical and just facts. All right. I'll, I'll allow it. I'll, I'll entertain the notion that the orcs have enough cognizance in their tiny tiny dim little brains to be conditioned in this one particular regard i will allow this and as far as can as far as educating orcs nothing more jacob it's beautiful though isn't it it's because now beautiful is a word it's not the one i would use you now have infinite storage to store the infinite trash and vortex missile you know vortex missiles and shit yeah, that's a good point. Do we just keep the bombardment up? Because he just... Cause yeah, might as well. Because the Chaos God of Order knows where this shit just goes. I mean, he, he's he got to have an idea of where it goes. The problem is, since he's becoming more and more powerful, the more, the more orcs that have come to believe him, believe in him, is he then able to kind of prevent those Vortex missiles from going off and just stockpile them if needs be? Until one goes off and sets off everything. This is, well... Because it's missile... all perfectly organized, perfectly ordered, which means that nothing's out of place, nothing will go awry. Eh, we'll solve that problem when we get there. It might be a problem that kind of solves itself, because all these stockpiled Vortex missiles come sailing out of the warp again. It won't be the Imperium problem for very long, because there won't be an Imperium for very long. I mean, you also gotta remember, there's all those Tyranids in the warp, too. Right. So they're well, gonna at this point though, because yes, they're super adaptable, whatever. But the more powerful the Chaos God of War gets, the more he's able to kind of just counteract them more and more. So it's not so much a pest control problem; is he's, he's just kind of got a zoo, <laughs> just hurting them into he's got a personal menagerie. Pastor. He thinks they're adorable, probably. But at the same time, you you just gotta make sure in the indoctrination you teach that the Chaos God of Order all he wants to do is organize trash. He's a trash man. <laughs> Cosmic trash, man. Not not even not even the Chaos God of Order. The Chaos God of Trash. No, no, Chaos God of Order is probably the best way to go, because then you... Yeah, I just... That seems like it would be a better fit. Yeah. Chaos God of Trash. <laughs> I mean... Uh, you're, you're also pissing off all the Chaos players, because they have one Chaos God to choose from now. It's the Chaos <laughs> God of Trash. Yeah, remember you like Chaos because you like variety? You know who would like that? Who would love the hell out of that, though? Perturabo. He was all about organization and just... And I guess pre-Heresy Fulgrim would love that as well, but not so much these Perfec days. Perfection of trash organization. Just organization as a whole, just perfect organization. Mostly just the perfect part that pre-Heresy Fulgrim like. I don't think Fulgrim really cares about perfection at this point. Yeah. He'd probably be wondering what all the fuss is. <laughs> What is with all these goddamn explosions? 
No, he'd love that because it's just more sensory stimulation. He'd be more annoyed when things started getting organized and there was less sensory stimulation. It all just got bland and white instead of this roiling mass of color. Gray, gray, gray. I mean, at the same time, too, you're getting rid of the Chaos Gods, but you're not getting rid of, like, the Primarchs and shit in the warp. So they're going to start their own shit. It's just the Chaos, the chaos God of Organization is going to be on top of that. Yeah. He's going to have to fight them off and then deal with all their bullshit. But, you know, he's just going to give the Marinas to sort their differences out. Like, he's like, okay, you can do that, that you do your thing, but, like, fight I'm literally a god here, so you've got this, this corner of infinity sorted out between yourselves. Fight over in Trash Sector 811. <laughs> we haven't fully sorted that one yet. We're still working on it. Fight over there. I'm sure it'll remind you of home. Shots fired. Hits landed. Yeah. I mean, the, part of the thing I love about all these crazy theories is... These are not theories, these are just stupid solutions. They they could feasibly work. Most some of them. them. Some not most of them. Some of them. Some of them could. <clears throat> some of them could. The one hang up though with the whole vortex. We're going to go back to the beginning of this. The whole vortex missile barrage thing. Yeah. Is that because of how fucking finicky they are? Like all it takes is one to go haywire once, and that's Katie done for. <clears throat> no, like that. It is Jacob. <clears throat> like it is. Yeah. Because there's literally no stopping that shit. Is if it goes off in barrel or in magazine and sets off all the others. That's Kadia done. Well, now you have all these Vortex missiles outside the Eye of Terror moving around randomly. It's, I guess. Yeah. But, like, you also haven't really solved the problem a whole lot. Like, you're not... The but suppressing could, fire has ceased. I feel like you could also space out the batteries so it could explode, but it wouldn't be a problem for long enough. It could, it could explode, but there's literally no controlling that shit, and it doesn't really burn itself out. Like, it'll just keep wandering around the surface, Kitty is setting off more and more and more, decimating things as it goes along. Like, But from what I understand, they don't move all too fast, so you could just kind of build around it. Like, the Imperium's... No, you can't, though, because it destroys anything in its path. Well, but, you know, you can kind of give it a little bit of area. You can't corral it. Okay. You cannot corral it. Fine. Then put a put a battleship out there firing them. If the battleship goes off, put another battleship. Again, you can't corral it. It might come crashing down onto the surface of Cadia. That's the that is the one hiccup at the start of all these solutions. Yeah. But in a perfect universe, which let's face it, the The Imperium is not. No. No, it is not. But in a perfect universe, these you know, that sort of technical difficulty would not go would not happen. It, Sure, that could snowball into all the rest of our solutions. Yeah. Theoretical solutions. At the same time, still throw trash in there and indoctrination, and now you got a trash man. <laughs> Chaos god of trash. Trash for the trash god. Trash for the trash throne. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just imagining Wally, like, <laughs> like, boxing up trash. But, like, cosmically sized. Yeah. So he's like... He, like, sucks in all the trash. Wally with the size of Galactus. Yeah. Sold. Give me that movie, Pixar. <laughs> Give me a Galactus-sized Wally who's just as adorable, but just enormous. <laughs> Make it happen, Pixar. I love it. I'm sold. A hundred percent. Yep. It's fucking amazing. No, no, no. Fuck that. Fuck Pixar. Forge World. Give me a Wally, a Titan that looks like Wally. Do it. Do it, Forge World. I don't have the money to buy it, but I want to see it happen. 
Because there's other people who would buy the shit out of that. Uh, what? It would honestly be more stable than a normal Titan, too, because they don't have those legs to balance on. It'd have yeah. nice, stable tracks. Can you imagine the weapon system with Titan-sized wall it could mount on itself? It just it picks up Bane blades and crushes <laughs> them into cubes. Yes. It can pick up anything and crush it into a cube. Picks up a rhino and doesn't know what to do, because it's already a cube. <laughs> Metal boxes! Picks up a bunch of rhinos, welds them together on axes and makes himself a Rubik's Cube. Picks up different rhinos from different chapters and welds them all together in different patterns. It's so stupid, I love it. Absolutely. 100%. Give me a rhino Rubik's Cube. GW, being please. Being held by a warlord titan-sized Wally, please. Emperor class titan. Either way. Make it ridiculous and stupid and silly. Uh... All right, we've ruined everyone's IQ for about 45 minutes yeah. now. <laughs> Just a reminder, everyone, this is how we started. This is where Shieldwall came from. This is us venting pressure. This will happen again. It, it has happened to us, and it'll happen to you. I mean, I think they come to us so it doesn't happen to them. Yeah. It happens to them vicariously through us. They, they laugh at us, gibbering like idiots for about 45 minutes, like, okay... I'm dumber now. I'm going to put on something smart, and it's not a Shield Wall podcast. <laughs> or they could always go to one of the D&D podcasts where we've been getting a bit serious. Thoughtful? Yeah, thoughtful. Serious is a stretch. We're still us. Yeah. I'm still me. You're still you. <laughs> uh, anyway, thank you all so very much for humoring us. Once again, on another episode of General Nonsense, and wherever you're listening to us, too, be it iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn, wherever, do not forget to subscribe if you're, subscri if you're not subscribed already. And if you have your own ridiculous solutions for the 41st millennium or any other universe that would fit under the aegis of General Nerd Sensory, head on over to our Facebook, Shieldwall Productions at Facebook.com, or hit us up on Twitter at the official SWP, whether or not you want to bring us your own theories, universes, or, you know, just want to shoot the shit and talk, I'm more than happy to do that as well. Indeed, and until next time, we shall catch you later, dear shield bearers. Doodles. That's the dumbest podcast we've ever